Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. news that any of us really expected to hear just a couple days ago but we heard it and there's a lot of questions going into the quarterback room this season and for the seasons beyond hello everybody and welcome back to charge on as always i'm your host sean green before we get started a quick word from our sponsors bet online BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey right now to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games you can play right away from your home. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. If you're for some reason an NFL player, please do not use Bet Online to bet on NFL games. Just need to, I guess, throw that out as a disclaimer now. That's two years in a row. But this is a. Um, Listen, I thought we were going to have a different podcast today. Um, That is coming in the future, you know. Very fluid here at Charge On. But we had some other news come through that I don't think any of us were expecting. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, good friends of ours, Tyler, or good friend of ours, Tyler Karen, has been kind enough to join us. He texted us right away. I mean, pretty much right after the news dropped and said, uh, are you guys going to rant because I have a lot to get off my chest? And I said, no better place to do it than on our show. And we're always well, or he's always welcome on our show. So Tyler, how are you doing? My friend, obviously never like to talk about this type of news, but uh, how are you doing? Good to see you on the show again. Missed you. Yeah, it's good. Good to be back. I haven't been on since I think it was the SMU game last season and leading into that one too i was like texting you it's like sean i gotta come on at some point like i got i got things that i need to say and it seems like every time it's are we ranting yet are we ranting do, is are, are the people sick of hearing nick grant do they want a different voice to back up nick so here we are it were initially right when i saw the tweet uh from tommy i was I was pissed immediately. It was my very first thing. Not so at Tommy, but just at the whole situation as a whole, which we'll get into that more. And I've had kind of the whole 24 hours now, a little bit more to kind of dissect everything. So things to argue on both sides of it. But yeah, overall, not the best feeling in the world when you check your phone and you see that the quarterback of the future enters the transfer portal. Yeah, not the greatest. Um, And I think... I have a lot to dissect. I think we all do. And I will say, usually we all have very similar opinions. I think we're all going to have very vastly different opinions. But Nick, I want to go to you because, you know, I think you're you're usually smart. I mean, you have your moments where you're not. But um, it's great to actually have you on this one because I think UCF fans specifically, we all know because we're a part of the fandom, uh, they can get a little too high 
at moments, and they can get a little too low. And I think it's good because I think we have three level-headed UCF fans who can really give solid opinions. And Nick, I think you are one of them, surprisingly. But how are you doing? Um, your uh, unfor- your Lightning got their ass whooped uh, last night, recording this on Friday. Um, it was a pretty pretty bad. Uh, so I know you're not your Rays are doing good, so that's a positive. Um, but how are you doing tonight? I mean, I'm I'm great. I I told Jar before we came on, Brandon oh, yeah. Lau, walk off home run. My Rays are doing very well, seventeen and three. Let me boast for a second right there. It's a shame that you brought up my lightning. It's a shame that you started this out by bringing up my lightning, as Tyler's Bruins are up like two zero right yeah. now. Not what Thank I needed God. to yeah, see. This is a big commitment to me. I had the bees and I had the I had the bees in this third period right now up 2-0. And then we had the Celtics just close out in Atlanta, but that's an L, so we need to talk about that. But shows how badly I needed to be on this podcast here tonight Tyler, and record I'm while right. two Celtic two Boston teams are in the playoffs right now. At, I'm a Bruins fan as well. So surprisingly, I only watch hockey during the playoffs. So not as big as Tyler, but I'm supporting the Celtics. I'm supporting the Bruins. Uh, but obviously doing better than the Lightning, no question about that. Um, I know, Nick, you are just, it's its a rough pod for you having us both on, but let's get into it. I mean, obviously not much needs to be said. You guys all know the news. Uh, Tommy Castellanos is transferring. Uh, obviously it was a shocker amongst the UCF fandom community. Because a week prior, he was saying that he's the future of this program and that uh, regardless of if he starts this year or next year, it doesn't matter to him. He's he's in here for the long haul. I think there's three things. There's three potential answers or the reasoning behind this. One, NIL. I guess it's UCF wasn't paying him and he wants to get paid a lot more money and he all asked to get more and they said no. I would say that's the third option. I don't think it was NIL. Two, they told him JRP is starting this year and he was pissed off and said, I'm not, I'm going to leave. I want to go start this year. I think I deserve it. I think that's the second option. I think the most likely option and I, I, I'm really curious. It's going to bring great discussion. Is coaching staff said, we don't want you playing quarterback. We want to move you to a wide receiver or some other skill position. Because he liked a couple tweets. I don't know if you guys saw. He did like a couple tweets from a couple UCF accounts saying where they were like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. There had to have been something said behind closed doors that made him do this. And he liked two of those tweets. So I think, and I watched in the spring game, and he's really small. And not saying he's not talented, but there's some times that he can't see over the lineman. He has to get out of the pocket to see down the field. And we didn't see spring practice, right? So we have no idea how good he did. He Coaches raved about him in practice. But the vibe that I, with him leaving that I'm getting is the coaches did not feel comfortable or... We're not necessarily sold on him being the quarterback of the future, and he decided, I'm going to go play quarterback. So, Tyler, we'll start with you. I mean, that is kind of my take. I'm thinking after this spring, which it's it's confusing. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm guessing there would be no other reason for him to leave 
when you know he most likely would be the starter next year, unless the coaches came and said, we don't think you're going to be our quarterback. We want to move you somewhere or go transfer. What do you kind of see out of this? And what's your take on why he transferred ultimately? No, I, I think that that first option of moving him to a different skills position, JRP is the superstar of UCF's campus right now. He's a superstar of UCF athletic social media. You see the videos of him going and playing center field and then getting in a golf cart, uh, driving over to the football stadium for the spring game. We saw he missed the bus when they were uh, playing down south. So he hopped in a car and drove himself down south from football practice. JRP is that sign and kiss my baby right now status on UCF's campus. So it's kind of clear cut. He is going to be the starting quarterback when this fall rolls around and you put yourself in Tommy's shoes. You come in as a freshman. Clearly last year, JRP is the guy. Malzahn got his SEC quarterback guy. Um, So, okay, you're a freshman and you sit behind, you learn some things from JRP and SEC quarterback. There's worse situations in the world. How that situation got worse was Tommy and UCF as a whole thought emotionally when it came to Tommy burned his red shirt last year for 16 passing attempts spread throughout five games. Now, looking back at it now, I'm sure Tommy wants that year back. I'm sure UCF Athletics would want that year back. Regardless, that year is gone. So not only did Tommy just have to sit behind and watch the game that he wants to go out and play every day from the sidelines last season in a season that was up and down, no UCF fan is in love with last season, But now it's looking like at the end of the spring game and as we approach summer workouts and into the fall, now he's not going to be that starting quarterback and he might not even, as you said, be a quarterback in the future. That's where you burned my red shirt last year and now I'm going to waste potentially another year of eligibility to be in this program that the future for me is uncertain. I totally respect Tommy's decision. I have no hate towards Tommy at all when it comes to any of this. I have more of an issue with how the UCF football program may have managed that and handled that uh, this last season and this offseason thus far. So I completely understand Tommy's situation with this. Um, like, I, like I said, I, at first I was pissed off and now it's kind of like I see both sides of things. But overall, I, I don't think it was the NIL. I, I think, you know, we see Mikey and what he's doing at Fresno and he's in a QB competition with four other guys over in Fresno. Maybe the NIL was better for him there, but I don't think this is the case of an NIL deal. I don't think that Tommy goes anywhere and is immediately making that much more money that he would make this drastic of a decision at the start of kind of the second transfer portal uh, portion of the offseason. Well said. Nick, give your quick thoughts. I mean, I think that was well said. I don't think, I do agree, and that's why I think the last thing is NIL money, because I think he was probably making a decent amount here, and there were some rumors about him going to Texas State to go with former coach uh, Kinney. So, I mean, to make the jump from UCF to Texas State, when he could probably go play Power 5 football somewhere else, it screams, we don't want you playing quarterback, we want you moved to another position. And are we reading this wrong, or do you think it's simply he wanted to start and JRP clearly looks like clear-cut number one out of spring game? Obviously, we didn't see practices, but it seems like JRP is clear-cut number one heading into fall camp. Uh, I mean, first of all, every quarterback, every player wants to play. 
And Thomas Castellanos, when he signed to UCF, wasn't he like the highest rated recruit? No, right, that that's, they ever that's had the at thing. That moment? They, it was he was, up he there. was 85 or 86 three star, but he was like the prototypical Gus quick. But every school, every school that went after him didn't want him playing quarterback. They wanted him as a wide receiver. Yeah, UCF was one of the top programs that was willing to let yep. him play quarterback, and that was a big draw. This was this is Gus. This was, if I remember correctly, this was Gus's one of his first recruits that he was able to land, and it was a big deal at the time. And of course, he wants to play. I disagree a little bit. I don't know if he can just walk to any Power Five program that they're out that's out there and just play. And with the whole timing of this. He's already behind schedule with everything. Who knows how long he's going to sit in the portal? It's not like he's going to play this year. He's going to be a backup or a third string probably wherever he ends up if it's in the Power Five, in my opinion. And if you're UCF and you're Gus Malzahn, I think that expectations have been pretty high the last two years. And I think all things considered, I don't think they've met those expectations. And now when you go to the Big 12, we've talked about this a lot here, that they have to temper those a little bit, especially the fan base, because of the schedule and how much more difficult it's going to be. And Gus has got to give himself the best chance to win. And I think JRP does that right now. And we, I said this last time I was on, just look at the commitment. And I'm not saying that Thomas Castellanos hasn't done that or anything, but look at the commitment that's out there from John Rice Plumley. The fact that he's doing the baseball thing and he's doing the football thing. I mean, the viral video of him running from the baseball field to the spring game. And I mean, making sure that he's committing all of his time to everything. Right. He could have said, no, this is my baseball season. I'm going to do that. And I'll join you all in the fall or the summer to do football. Right. But he didn't do that. And I think that means something to this to, to Gus Malzahn. I truly do. And I think he stood out. He looks like he's more of a refined passer going into this season. He certainly was the standout quarterback in the spring game. So I think that's kind of a case of where it is. I don't think it's NIL or anything like that. Uh, I know there's a lot of UCF fans who are outraged by it, and I get it. It's because five days prior to this, he got up on the podium in front of everybody and said that he was so excited to compete and be the future of this program. And clearly, five days later, he was told something different, and he's out the door. I, I personally don't lose sleep over it. I really don't. Like you said, he, he's five foot nine. He's five foot nine. Of course, in college football, there's a lot of examples of guys who are that stature that make it work. But I don't think that that's what this new coaching staff, especially Darren Henshaw, is really looking for. I think they're looking for more of a refined passer. I don't think Thomas Castellanos fits that bill. And I mean, I'm in, in the time that I got to see him last year a little bit. There's not really much to go off of there. There's just not. And I think it's a quarterback room that you have options in behind John Rice Plumley, guys who have experience like, you know, a Timmy McLean, who I'm probably more high on than you, Sean. And I think he obviously gets he's the he's the big winner out of this. Right. Yeah. Is he bumps up and he, man, you know, I'm sure like they're going to find some kind of snaps in the spring game. He went from play did not play at all in the spring game to back up QB. He's he's sitting pretty right now. Yeah, he's in, a, he's in a great spot, and I think I honestly would love to see like a little package for him because I thought he was I thought he showed some kind of promise at USF. To be honest with you, so I think that's a good thing. So I'm not out. I'm just not that outraged by it. I mean, this is the this is college football. It's this is what happens. There's a lot of surprise guys that hit the portal all the time. They'll land on their feet. Is it ideal to have two quarterbacks go into the portal at the same time, uh, throwing Mikey Keenan there? No. 
It's not ideal, but I think they'll be fine. As long as John Rice Plumley stays healthy this year, I think they'll be fine. And that's the thing. I want to make it very clear. My thought, like, when I saw it, I was shocked. I think the reason, and and UCF fans have a right to feel this way, right, guys? Because UCF has basically billed him, not just him himself, but, like, Gus Malzahn, Darren Hinshaw, players, have all billed Tommy as the next guy, the future of the program. And that's been said multiple times. Like, Gus would even go out of his way to boast about how great Tommy's doing. That, I think, is where the UCF fans, seeing him transfer, if he was not talked about, if people just shut up and and, and nobody said a a word on him, said, oh, Tommy's doing good, hanging in there. He's a true freshman. He's hanging in there, doing good, getting better every day. He transfers out. Let's be real, guys. Nobody's throwing up the words and the things they're saying about this. People are freaking out over, let's be honest here, if they didn't burn the red shirt, a red shirt sophomore, for the most part, who has not, like you said, Nick, has thrown, like, or in you, Tyler, 17 passes, haven't really put much on tape throwing-wise, Run, getting out of the pocket and running, electric. I mean, he's proven that. But we saw some of his incapabilities in the championship game, which I said, we you can't put that much pressure on him and, and take take that with a grain of salt, right? He got thrown into the biggest game of the year, biggest stage as a true freshman. But Tyler, the amount of hate for the program, I understand where you're saying for the coaching staff, hold them accountable for using your words in a certain way, saying this kid's the future, and then him transferring and being like, okay, how else would you want me to react? But when you look at the grand scheme of things, quarterback room moving forward, yes, there's a little gray area. Because after this year, you've got, I mean, Dylan Risk, Trujillo coming in after this season, and then you have Timmy McLean. I think this could be two things. It could be a great opportunity to go get one of the top transfer portal quarterbacks after this season, whoever that may be. Or at the worst, you have Timmy McLean who has had one season under his belt as a true freshman, has proven he could do a lot. But what kind of do you say to those fans that are kind of just acting like the world's about to end, where you have your QB1, and you were going to have your QB1 anyway. This All this changes is who your QB2 is this year, and then who your QB1 is moving forward. Right. I, I liked what you said about how why everyone is so pissed off or why certain UCF fans are pissed off by it is because of how highly the coaching staff, the players had spoke about Tommy Castellanos. Because you're right, we haven't seen a ton of his, we don't have a ton to judge based off other than those comments. So that's where, when you look at the season that JRP had last year, and as I mentioned, that was a roller coaster the entire season long. You didn't know what version of JRP you were going to get week in and week out. So you can look at it as, okay, this is an 18-year-old who has this such this high praise that he is the future. Uh, he's going to be running this offense down the line as UCF is entering the Big 12 and is establishing themselves in the Big 12 over the next couple of years. Then you have this 22-year-old in JRP who his best football honestly might be behind him in certain flashes of last season. Uh, if we get the... 
the games where JRP was throwing for hardly single digit attempts and it was all running the ball and teams were kind of able to scheme him out of that to take him out of the game completely at times to have a quarterback who's afraid to throw the ball or they're not he's not getting the play call to throw the ball. That's where it's some people will look at that and say, if you have two guys that are equal or even if the younger guy is a little bit younger, you rock with that younger guy in this situation because he has the whole future ahead of him. He has three years of UCF football uh, in front of him. So that's where it's it's tough to let a guy um, like, like Tommy walk because we have no idea what his future could have been in the Big 12 in his junior and senior year uh, as UCF's quarterback. On the flip side of that, though, there's always going to be quarterbacks out there uh, in the portal. And this is just the portal giveth and the portal taketh. Like Mark Daniel said it this morning, 96-9 the game. Like he, it, it's, it, it, it's, it goes both ways and you can't get too high or too low about it either way. We're, we're seeing it even with Cincinnati this year. Emory Jones is going to transfer in from Arizona State and take Ben Bryant's spot, who Ben Bryant was a Luke Fickle guy who started at Cincinnati. Fickle said, listen, we're going to rock with Desmond Ritter, and that worked out pretty well for them, so go play elsewhere. He goes to Eastern Michigan for, I think it was a season or two, transfers back in, becomes a starting quarterback uh, at Cincinnati, and then Emory Jones is the is the transfer quarterback that's a better quarterback than Ben Bryan on paper. And so this stuff is going to happen. So that's where it's, you you can't get too high or too low on it. This is Big 12 football. That's saying UCF isn't in the American anymore. It's Big 12 football. We're going to get other Big 12 SEC Pac-12 quarterbacks that are going to want to transfer in. Um, it's not like we're, we're fending to try to compete with the top dogs. You said it on the podcast earlier this week. UCF is emerging as a one of the top dogs um, it, it, I mean, in the state of Florida, we've established that. And then outside of that, it, in a couple of years, we could be a powerhouse of the Big 12. So there's always going to be that quarterback to come in. You can't stress too hard on Tommy leaving, but you can certainly be upset about it. With Like I said, you take a guy who has a, the whole world in front of him, then another guy who might be living in his glory days and when we're trying to establish ourselves this year. And also, by the way, going back to 2013, so a full decade, there's been 11 quarterbacks that have come in and there's been 11 quarterbacks who have gone bye-bye to the transfer portal. And there's some big names in there. I'm sure a lot of people were outraged when Dylan Gabriel went to the portal. No, everybody was wondering what was going to, what was the quarterback situation going to look like on the flip side of Dylan Gabriel? Or how about somebody as beloved as McKenzie Milton? How could he enter the portal? Now we all understood why, but my point is, why I just there's been this has happened at this school for a decade. It happens at every school. And like to your point, Tyler, you're in the Big 12 now. There's always going to be like a hundred something quarterbacks in the portal every single year. And all of it is so situation based. One guy doesn't work here. He works there. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I don't think Thomas Castellanos is this this out of world talent. Right. This can't miss prospect. That's just my that's my opinion on it so far. I don't think he's a can't miss guy that I'm going to lose sleep over because he's not in my program anymore. Right. That's the other thing. Real quick, Sean, is you like you mentioned Dylan Gabriel. And I know it's it's two different situations, but it's still a, a good person to bring up. But with Dylan Gabriel, he was <clears throat> he was getting out of UCF to try to go on to something bigger and better to make a push to get his name in the NFL draft and get him looks that way. Tommy is not going. You mentioned it earlier. Tommy is not. If he is going power five, he is not 
starting at quarterback and he might not even be a quarterback. Like you said, this late in the process, this is the highest level of football that he is going to be a starting or get the most reps at, at quarterback this season. He had the spot as backup lined up. If JRP goes out, Tommy was going to be the starting quarterback for a Big 12 team. He's going to have to transfer outside of the Power 5 in order to get that level of experience under his belt this season alone. Well, and that's why I agree with you both. I mean, I think that's why I think it ultimately is, If I, I do think he could play for a Power 5 program. If he went to a Power 5 program, it would not be to play quarterback. These Power 5 programs were wanting him at receiver. And you could see why. The speed alone warrants a look at receiver. I think Gus recruited him and said, you are my type of quarterback. We'll bring you in at quarterback. We're the only school that's offering you that. He comes here. and you, They have had two years or a full year and sp- two springs to get a good look. And clearly, this is, again, just our opinion. We have no idea what the real reason is, right? Until Tommy comes out and says it, we have no idea. It's just very fishy to me that knowing that if everything was going the way that it it looked like on the surface, he was your starting quarterback next year, right? After JRP left, he's the next guy. So why leave... And by all accounts, I think we all agree he's going to a non-Power 5 program. Most likely, he's going to go play quarterback somewhere, and it's not going to be at the Power 5 level. Again, Texas State seems like the logical option here. Somebody told him we do not view you as a quarterback. Is that Darren Henshaw? Is that Darren Henshaw being the new OC saying, this is the way we're going with our offense? We need a pocket passer that can get out and run? Because, unfortunately, again, like I said at the beginning, Tommy is get out of the pocket and see what I can do after that. He's not a let me sit in the pocket and have 350-pound defensive linemen come try and crush me. Now I can get out of it. But I think some of the problems last year with JRP was he wouldn't keep his eyes on the field. He would get out so often. And I will say, I agree with both of you that just in the spring game, again, we have not seen the spring practice, so we have no idea. But I will say in the spring game, you saw some key differences in the way JRP was manipulating the pocket. The way that he was looking at certain receivers, keeping his eye on one and shifting to another, where his feet were, which was huge last year. His, if you watched his feet, his feet were not in the right spot at all. I think Hinshaw has really come in and developed him the right way, and he's only going to get better. And we'll see what can happen in the fall with him. But for UCF fans specifically to act like the world is going to end because we lost a 19-year-old to the portal. I'm going to keep it real with you, and let's be 100% honest here. We've talked about recruits, and Nick, I want to hear from you too. We talked about the recruits that have been coming in over the last year. UCF is changing in recruiting. They are going to, every year now, probably break the record from the previous year in recruiting. Right now, Nick has followed Florida State for a while. Florida State always has a top recruiting class. UCF's not close to where Florida State is. But the fact of the matter is, when you're getting guys like Tavion Swint to commit 18 months, probably going to be a five-star running back at the end of the day. 18 months prior. You're telling me, and granted, we already have the quarterback for 2024. UCF, mark my words, is going to start recruiting some of the top quarterback prospects in 2025 and 2026. And I would not be shocked 
if UCF got a top 25 quarterback in one of those classes. So for UCF fans that are like, we just lost the future of our program, no offense, but show me why you believe that. Show me what, did you watch all the practices? Do you know why he was the future? Just because you hear it doesn't mean it's legit. There's got to be a reason. It wasn't like he was a five-star quarterback coming in. I mean, kid was an 85 three-star that he only got an offer to come play quarterback here. So, Nick, you kind of see recruiting. We all see recruiting, how recruiting's gone, especially in Florida. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, like it or not, UCF's the fourth-best recruiting school in the state, and they're going up there. Like, they're moving. They're becoming better. They're getting top prospects. What do you say to... I don't want to say to the fans because we I know how you feel certain times with certain UCF fans, Nick. But you see the way recruiting's going. Is it illogical to think that in a year or two, UCF can nab one of those top 20 quarterback prospects? Because I don't think it's that out of, out of hand or unrealistic to get one of those guys. No, it's not. And, and I know it's early right now in the recruiting process for 2024 and a lot's going to change. But at this moment... If you look at the top 25 recruiting classes, UCF is inside that top 25. They're one of two programs in the Big 12, the other one being Texas Tech. That's in there. So this is a program that's ascending, right? We got all these phases going on around campus. It's going to take, you know, five, 10, whatever years to get it done. That's going to be, be a big deal to all this. I'm, I don't know if we're getting, a, I don't know if we're ever getting this, this freaking lazy river. Get but, the you lazy know. river in there right now. Bro, I don't know we're, we're gonna be, we are going to be 30 years old. Like, think about that. We'll be in, it got announced in, when we were all in college. We're all now gone. And it might not even be built until we're all 30 years old. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But my 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 no, you're good. My point being there is this is a ascending program from a recruiting standpoint, what it has to offer. And going to the Big Twelve, can you get a top twenty five quarterback? Well, here's my answer to that is is hell yeah, you can because you have a this is a quarterback friendly offense, number one. And number two, this is a quarterback friendly league. This this is this is the scoring league around college football. It always has been. I don't care that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. There's a lot of talent in this conference right now. They just they, I thought they were probably the second best conference, I think, top to bottom this past year next to the SEC. And I think even without Oklahoma and Texas there, I think they're going to be really good, especially with the teams that they added in there, including UCF, if they get it going. So you put that all together, of course you can get a top 25 guy to come here. I don't see why you can't. So again, why the outrage? Why the out? Everybody just needs to relax. My whole, the, the fun word today is relax, okay? Fans need to relax. Take a chill. Just chill for a little bit. Thomas Castellanos, you probably needed to relax too, right? Barring them telling him that we want you to play receiver. I mean, being number two at a Power 5 program with the opportunity, like Tyler said, for three years to start potentially, that's not a great opportunity? And you already said it out loud? You know, a week ago that you were you were okay with that. In fact, you were excited thing, for that. That's why the, it has to be the coaches told him we don't want you to be quarterback anymore. Exactly, it, it has, has, to, it to, has be. to be that because because if not, I I look at this whole situation completely differently. I I look at it completely differently. If there was no conversation had about we want you to play receiver and all that, and this was as simple as hey, we can't guarantee you playing time, and he did a complete one eighty flip, or he's just saying this to the media to put on a good face, which could entirely be true, for all we know. Then I look at him as it's a little impatient, my opinion. I mean, sometimes you got to stay the process, right? And I mean, 
in all fairness, Mikey Keene did say five days before the conference championship game that like he was ready to go. go. Let's go win a championship. And again, it's showing face. It's being uh, it's it's showing good face to the world and to the media, which is something that every organization, every program is going to preach. They don't want to cause, especially at UCF, they don't want to cause that kind of conflict to say, I'm going to be the number two. I'm freaking out of here. No, UCF is going to stay classy. And then they it, it just ends up um, happening like this. The, the argument against that, that conversation was had, and I'm not saying I disagree. That is a very, a very valid point and something that most likely is what happened. And in Tommy's head, it could be also, uh, like I mentioned Ben Bryan earlier, he was, again, Cincinnati wasn't a power five school at that point, but he transferred out on the year that he was going to be the number two behind Desmond Ritter. And that team went on to the college football playoffs. And then Bryan transferred back in from Eastern Michigan. And he had the starting gig at a, at a team, not in the big 12 yet, but a team heading there. So it could be in Tommy's mind too. He still has enough years of eligibility under his belt being so young that he can go and play start potentially somewhere. We've seen how hard it's been for Mikey to win the job going to Fresno state, but there are schools out there that Tommy probably could win out a starting quarterback job. He balls out this year, maybe even another year. And then he becomes one of those top end uh, quarterbacks looking to transfer up from a a mid-level school. So that could be the the other side of things that Tommy could be seeing in his head. It's tough. We've we've all said it in this podcast. If you're at this level, you want to play. If you're at any level of sports, whether you're five years old or you're 50 years old in a freaking softball league, a Tuesday night softball league, like you want to play. That's you're playing for the love of the game. So for to tell a player as talented uh, athletically as Tommy is, we sat you out last year and we were keeping this year kind of foggy. We weren't sure what was going to happen, you know, kind of leading him on because he's not the type of player that you want to lose. It's tough for him to sit out two years in a row. So it could be in his head. You know what? I'm going to get out here, out of here. Best of luck to you all. I'm going to go ball out the mid-major level. And then in a couple of years, hopefully I'll either be back here or playing you guys for a conference championship. Like that, that could be the other mindset of Tom. So let's go, let's act like that's true. All right. So let's, let's assume that it wasn't UCF saying we don't want you to play QB. Let's just say it was Tommy said, you know what? I need to go play. Uh, I can't sit out this year. UCF then is left, and this is just personal opinions, right? We At the end of the day, we don't know ultimately how these guys can perform. Like, we might have the next great UCF quarterback on our bench right now, and we have no idea. But from the grand scheme of things, Timmy McClain played one year as a freshman, had flashes, but if we're being honest, it's not like he was going to go start in the Big 12 or the ACC, right? Came here, can perform. I think he can perform. I We just don't know if he's going to be that next guy. Dylan Risk. He's a true freshman. Didn't go through spring. No idea how he's going to be. And then Riley Trujillo. He's the 24 quarterback. UCF, and this is why, Tyler, I think it would make sense if he's like, I want to go, you know, just get reps and I want to go play. Logically, and this is why I agree with Nick, and I think we all agree, if he did this, I understand the logic, but it wouldn't make a lot of sense. You wait a year, and you are a you are that Power 5 starter. Like, UCF did not set themselves up. Like, again, the way I viewed, like, Dylan Risk, unfor- 
I think he can be really good. I like his intangibles. I don't think UCF is assuming he's the next guy. Like, I think they sign a quarterback in the class, and depending on what happens in your quarterback room, you have those options. I think UCF, the way that they recruited the last couple years, kind of went all in on Tommy. Like, that's the way it looked with the way that they were recruiting. Because if not, then you should have went after some of those, like, higher top-end quarterbacks. And they offered a couple. But that's why it's like Tommy would... Listen, you got to do what's best for you. I don't think anybody's stupid for doing anything. But if you knew you're the next guy, and they gave you every single notion of, listen, you got one more year, kid. And he also played in five, six games last season. It's not like he didn't play at all. Like, he played reps. He had reps. You're telling me, if you came to me tomorrow and said, Sean, you're going to sit for an entire year, and then you're going to be the starting quarterback of the UCF Knights in the Big 12? I'm not leaving to go play for Texas State. Like, I'll sit my year. What happened? JRP was injury prone. Ended last year. You're telling me he's not going to get injured again? Like, God forbid. Guess what? You're now the starter. So that's why it's like, I think it's a logical logical thought process. Both things could happen, right? But the way it's looking, and that's why I think it's the most logical thing, is it does not make any sense for him to say, I'm going to go get reps for one year at Texas State, if that's where he's going, when I could sit out one year and be Power 5 national stage, playing some of the best teams in college football, with some of the best skill players in college football around me, with the way UCF's recruiting. Well, you have to consider, I mean, you look at Mikey Keene and there's a coaching change involved with this too, but he was the guy as a freshman and then he gets to his sophomore year and here comes JRP. You know, that again, there's coaching change involved and, there. So it's a little injury, bit of a different and situation. Injury change. And, and yeah. injury. You're, you're right. But then, so say, right. So UCF has been saying, uh, you know, Tommy is the quarterback of the future. So say, yes, he sits out this year. We don't know what transfer is going to be sitting there, what Alabama second, third string guy who isn't going to get his opportunities at an SEC school who, let's face it, I mean, UCF has been fighting this little brother thing for since we have been relevant in college football. We're going to get the little brother treatment when it comes to the Big 12 a bit just because we are one of the new the new heads in the Big 12. It's going to take time to establish ourselves. I wouldn't be shocked if we go out there and have a 500 season next year. We'll be, be outraged, awesome. but you I'll have take to realize. A 500. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Like you, but we're not going to see these most likely two or three loss season next year in our first year in the Big 12. This is going to take time. But with that, like I said, you don't know what transfer is going to be out there. So say Tommy stays and then next spring rolls around and this quarterback, and I can't name any particulars out there. Think about how many top end quarterbacks there are in college football. And with how active the transfer portal is now in today's college football and with NIL going around, there's no guarantees ever. So to say that he's going, you know, one more year and then you're the guy, how safe can you feel if you are Tommy Castellanos in that situation? Yeah, I'll, I'll even put it out here because I actually have these. I pulled up the transfer portal rankings from on three because they do it. Yeah, and I wanted to see. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, and I wanted to see where Tommy fits in in the recruiting era in the transfer portal rankings for quarterback okay, where they had him. He's he's at 54. He's at 54. Like, 
I mean, if y'all do y'all recall Jordan McLeod, who was at USF for for a little bit, and he went to Arizona. Like now he's back in the portal. Okay, now I'm I'm talking about a USF quarterback who transferred out of there, and he's ahead of Thomas Castellanos in this rankings, just for perspective there. Okay, Thomas Castellanos is not going to a Power Five program. No, it's it's not happening. And my other point there is. There's a lot of quarterbacks who are in the portal. There's probably going to be more that continue to go in before we get to the closing of it again. Who's to say UCF doesn't add one this during this cycle? During this late cycle, Florida's open. Florida just said after a spring game, we're we're looking for a quarterback. They're encouraging guys. That's they 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 are they're in a messed up situation. But no, that's Florida will take somebody off the the street at this point. I mean, Florida's. This is the second portion of the transfer portal season. You have kind of leading up to the spring from the end of season to spring and then after spring uh, leading up to summer workout. So the portal is about to go crazy. Uh, I mean, it's been crazy in the first part. It's going to continue to be crazy. So you just never know what can be out there. And if you don't necessarily have a chance to play, you can't prove and you have practice and whatnot. But when it comes to actual game reps and experience, if you don't have the chance to play, you can't prove necessarily why you are that top dog. Yeah. I mean, the name that comes to mind that's like, if now again, this is all a hypothetical, right? Grayson McCall, right? I think Coastal Carolina QB. You're telling me that if UCF, if he entered the portal, if we needed a quarterback this offseason, you're telling me that we couldn't go get Grayson McCall to come to UCF? You're crazy. I mean, I think you can get one of those top, like a guy that really performs extremely well, that's a top quarterback, he ended up going back to Coastal. Like, I am sure that if UCF has a wide opening gap, a quarterback, the chance to play with Gus... The chance, I'm sure this offense is going to play pretty well. You're going to have, again, as many skill position players as you want to work with. If I'm a portal quarterback and UCF comes calling, I'm sorry, but there's not many other better places than it's going to be next year. Like, okay, I have to compete with a redshirt sophomore, a redshirt junior, and a true freshman for the job. Okay, I'm getting the job. Like, so UCF, like, for UCF fans that are stressing out, hey, let's focus on the first year in the Big 12. You've got your starter. If you need a second, you've got Timmy right behind him that I'm sure can do really good things and is a, a Gus guy by all accounts. Let's focus on doing good year one in the Big 12. And listen, you see the way recruiting's going. It's going freaking awesome it's it's amazing to see some of the guys that UCF is in on everything's gonna be fine one guy does not change your program it takes a village not one guy if JRP were to transfer out tomorrow then I would say next season's gonna look really bleak and we all need to just you know how because that that would be rough but I think we all need to chill we're gonna be okay Drink some wine, sit on your couch, and relax. We have way too many months until football season to be stressing out this hard. I mean, damn, it was not even a game that we're blowing up Twitter. All right, final thoughts. Tyler, I'll start with you. Great having you on. We got to get you on more often. I mean, always fun. Yeah, man. I'm I'm all... Always here. Well, I will always extend the pod way longer than what you're originally planning. If you throw us yeah, literally, together. it's it's a recipe for yeah. disaster. 
but yeah, so cl- closing thoughts on this whole thing. Like I said, I've, I I had a lot of time. I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had. Good talk. <laughs> Give him some time, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that. Had had a lot of time. I had a four hour drive today that all I did was think in my head, how does this affect UCF football this year? How does it affect it in the long term? Um, you, what was this? Is this the is this the end of the world for UCF football? And the answer is no. As we've laid it out, if anything, we've proven that Tommy is not a power five quarterback just through our discussions uh, this year, but or in this podcast. So no, it, it is a bummer from everything that we have seen from Tommy. He is a great kid. Uh, if you have any hatred towards Tommy, you are wrong. If you have any hatred towards anyone that enters a transfer portal, you are wrong. These are 18 to 22 year old kids for the most part. They're trying to make the decisions uh, that are going to have the best influence on their life, in their personal life, in their athletic careers, and all of that. So don't get too high, too high or too low when it comes to the transfer portal. Keep your expectations in check. Keep things realistic. And UCF is going to be in a fine spot next year um, and, and is in good hands with the future, with the transfer portal, with how well recruitment has been going. UCF football is still on the rise. Yeah, for anybody that's going on Twitter and like talking junk to a 19-year-old kid for transferring, again, I a couple months ago I had flack for calling them not fans. You're not a fan. Like, you, If you're an adult, I feel sorry for you. Uh, Nick? Final final thoughts on uh, this one player getting a forty five minute episode, uh, <laughs> leaving leaving the Knights after never being our starter uh, in pro in the program ever. Uh, no no player again is bigger than the program. No player is, in my opinion, replaceable in the modern college football world with the portal. And that the way this program is going and recruiting. So to echo what I've been saying, I'm not losing any sleep over it. Thomas Castellanos is can make his own decision. That's that. Do I think that it was probably maybe in his best interest to stay? Potentially. I thought so at first. But again, there was probably that conversation, like we mentioned, where they had different plans for him. He made his decision. So again, no, everybody just relax. And again, how does it relate to this first year going to the Big 12, how much of an impact were we counting on Thomas Castellanos to give us this first year? And I think the answer would probably be minimal, Truth, truthfully. And I, if everything goes as I think it will, I don't think anybody's in a couple months, few months, nobody's going to be talking about Thomas Castellanos when we get to week one. Nobody is going to talk about it whatsoever, in my opinion. And I think that's the way it'll be. Yep, pretty much. I mean, JRP season two. We're we're uh we're hoping for all good. I'm all oh, in. Oh, dude, I've I'm had sold. A whole roundabout. I've had a complete roundabout. I'm ready JRP. to hop right back complete on that roller roundabout. coaster. Get me on. Let's go. Sign Nick's future baby, JRP. <laughs> Get them kisses and pen sharpies out. Sign his baby. See, I'm hopping on it now. Like we're we're gonna get there. And, like, it's going to be really high the first two games. Maybe the first game. And then that Boise game, that scares me. Because then I can fall right back like Louisville. It'd be like, oh, what did we get ourselves into? And then it's uh, another eight games of pure hell. But, uh, 
I'll catch I'll catch y'all in October. I'll be preaching for McLean to get in there. I, I'm not that's afraid to throw to throw me. some performance. Tyler, shade we're gonna at need JRB. you on sooner rather than later because this these next I don't know three four months are gonna be complete torture on this podcast. We're going to have to really uh come up with some great topics to discuss because the news in the next couple months is going to be minimal unless god forbid the pac 12 or yeah the pac 12 disbands and the big 12 gets some schools then then we'll be fine for at least a month uh but no guys tyler we're gonna have you on soon thank you as always for joining guys that'll do it you get your two episodes enjoy your saturday um hopefully we can get this special edition thing sorted out you guys have no idea what i'm talking about but it was supposed to be yesterday but we'll get it figured out thank you as always for tuning in please like subscribe share comment do all the stuff you always do the support has been amazing and hopefully we can just keep growing into our first season in the big 12 guys this has been charge on presented by bet online we will see you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.